0: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: It is an interesting marriage that we have got and one that we all seem to assume is going to work exceptionally well between Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. We get a guy who has been very close to Justin Herbert before. And working with him, and that's Chase Daniel. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chase is with us right now. He, of course, former NFL quarterback. He has got the podcast, Chasing It with Chase Daniel, and he played with Herbert uh, with the Chargers. Chase, we appreciate a few minutes. It's Chris Carlin. It's Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh, let's go here immediately, right to the point. When you look at Justin Herbert and you look at Jim Harbaugh working together, what do you want to know right away about how that relationship's going to work? He's not there. All right. My bad. My bad. Or he was
2: there, heard your voice, and decided to leave. That could Al- be also, also possible. Possible. Yeah. Prob- Listen. Not probable, but, but, but it could be possible.
1: Yeah. I did not, uh, I was unaware that he was not there. It did say on the screen, not ready, but you know, <laughs> good job by me.
2: The screen said not ready, but I decided to just bulldoze right through that. In bold yellow.
1: Listen, (laughs) I am the Dan Campbell of talk show hosts. (laughs) I want to punch fourth down. I want to punch. I want to punch the rundown,
3: (laughs) which is what I just did.
2: (laughs) You got to like the hire though, right? I mean, let's, let's like right out of the gate. It's funny because what we have eight openings are the chargers, the one that got it the most, right? Like did they hit the deepest home run of any team here?
1: It feels like it so far. It certainly feels like it so far. Let's find out what Chase Daniel thinks. He's here. He is the former NFL quarterback. He is, of course, uh, the host of the podcast, Chasing It, with Chase Daniel. Chase, it's Chris Carlin. It's Joe Fortenbaugh. We ask you that right away. You have been in the quarterback room with Justin Herbert. When you see this relationship uh, that is about to start between Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, what are the things that interest you the most in the possibility of leading to success long term?
4: Well, first of all, I think I do think – I heard you guys talking about it. I do think that the Chargers are the the team that got it the most right, and it's because they hired Harbaugh. Look, the Harbaugh, in my opinion, other than Bill Parcells, was probably the hottest candidate on the list, and, and you've got to give credit to Spanos and um, the entire Spanos family really for, for pushing, and you know they probably had to overpay, and the whole thing about the Chargers, right, is they're cheap, they don't want to spend money. I guarantee you they spend a ton of money. I'm sure it'll come out eventually – um, but the biggest thing I like about Harbaugh, especially with Justin Herbert is he brings this like quarterback whisper vibe, right? He's done so many great things with all the quarterbacks that he's had, uh, Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith, JJ McCarthy, uh, as of late in, I mean, look, Harbaugh, it's been known that Harbaugh has said, Hey, he thinks that Justin Herbert can be the best quarterback in the NFL. And quite honestly, in my opinion, the Chargers opening was the best opening in the NFL because of Justin Herbert. So I think they'll mesh well together. Look, Justin's a guy that just he doesn't want to beat around the bush. He wants you to tell you how it is. He wants to be coached hard. And that's exactly what Harbaugh is going to do in all three phases, not just offense. He's going to bring this toughness, this mental toughness. Uh, You know, I'm sure their entire schedule will change with how they do stuff uh, there. But I'm, I'm excited to watch Justin I haven't talked to Justin yet, but I plan on it, and I'm sure he's really excited about this hire.
2: All right, we always like having you on, and with that in mind, I want you to feel free to push back on this notion. This is just my thought of the Chargers over the last, I mean, let's face it, 22 years of Breeze, Rivers, and Herbert has resulted in five playoff wins. I have always thought, (laughs) until this point, this is an unserious franchise. They did not spend the money necessary to get the proper coaching in there. And as a result, they'd have some shortcomings. I just didn't take them seriously. I think this move makes them a serious franchise. Was I wrong in my previous assessment?
4: No, I think I think you're 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 spot on. I mean, look, five playoff ones, 22 years, not exactly what you want. Uh and, and and I think that's sort of what you know the owners and, and John and Dean Spanos were saying everyone involved in this process was like. Okay, let's just get it right. Like, I don't care that we, if we have to spend, you know, $15 million a year, I don't know what he's making. Um, But, like, something like that to get a legitimate head coach who can, look, it's honest, like, if you have a head coach and you have a quarterback, like, that's what people are searching for in the NFL, constantly searching for. Now you have it. Now you have it. So now there's no excuses. So expectations are going to rise. I'm sure they're going to be on national TV five or six times next year. They become must-watch TV For a lot of people but i think at the core at the nucleus of this whole thing is going to be the relationship between harbaugh and herbert and how they go about sort of i don't necessarily think it's a rebuild i do think you got to do something to get below the cap obviously you got a huge cap hit with or a huge salary in justin herbert you got to figure out what you're going to do with keenan allen mike williams joey bosa khalil mack they're getting older at those positions is this going to be a complete teardown or are they going to try to find a way to keep a couple legit players and sort of go and do, I liken it to what the Packers did the past year and a half, right? All those skill players that are really, really young, right? And have played really, really well. And quite honestly, you know, the Packers have Jordan Love, Justin Herbert's better than Jordan Love. So if they can get some guys in there that make plays that get in a good offensive scheme and get the culture, right. And, and I say the culture, the culture's always been there. Like when, at least when I was there for the two years, it was a great locker room. There were no bad apples. There's no anything. I think this literally just comes down to coaching. I think the Chargers hit a home run with it.
1: Chase Daniel, the former NFL quarterback, his podcast is chasing it with Chase Daniel. He's an outstanding analyst. You know, I've heard this phrase a lot, Chase. That he's an outstanding team builder. When you hear that as a former player, put that into context for me. What does that
0: mean?
4: Well, um, I think I think he's exactly what it what it's what he says is like when you're building a team up, you got to make sure and have this way about you. I'm talking about the head coach. You got to have this way about you to be able to relate to, look, it's grown men. Now that you're talking to, it's not nine years in college at Michigan where, you know, it's 18 to 22 year old, like boys, pretty much. Like these are grown men with families, 30 year olds. Obviously there's some rookies. So there's a different way to talk to these guys and and the biggest thing about a head coach um especially a ceo type coach if he's not calling plays i'm sure he'll have his his uh footprint on the offense um is you got to be able to lead from the front and quite honestly if you have this vision and you have this enthusiasm which he always says he does like it's it's easy for guys to follow that (laughs) and the best head coaches I've ever been around, they've always just been themselves, whether you like them or you hate them and you buy into it. And I think that's the thing with Harbaugh. He has a proven track record. He, he's won everywhere. He's been from, from USD to Stanford to the 49ers. I mean, three championship games in four years for the 49ers. So this makes the Chargers legit. And especially in this division where you have Andy Reid, you have Sean Payton, now you have Harbaugh, you have Antonio. Like it's a legitimate division, and and I'm excited to see what they're going to do.
2: First year on the job in San Francisco went 13 and three. Went to the NFC Championship game. Lofty expectations for this Chargers unit, given what the AFC offers. But what are reasonable expectations in year one?
4: Well, I mean playoffs, right? Uh, they they got to get to the playoffs. They've, they've been uh, they were on the edge. You know, the last, really, 21, we were really close. We were a game away. 22 made it, had a horrible loss in Jacksonville. And then, then, you know, obviously this past year, you know, head coach fired in December, GM fired in December, didn't didn't work out well. So I I think playoffs, and I think they just, uh, I don't know how fast they're going to start in terms of buying in um, to a system because it sometimes takes a little bit to learn a new system offensively and defensively. But if you can do something like the Bills, right? The Bills were like six and six this year, and all of a sudden they went five, and they just switched. Like, it took them a while to learn a new system. Like, that's what I get to. And it'll be fun to watch. I, I, I just think that the biggest thing that Harbaugh also brings, right, other than his coaching acumen, his mental toughness, his whatever it is, is he's going to build an all-star coaching staff, right? That's what I'm excited to hear is who he's bringing along with them. They got, they've got to hire – Um, a GM, but he's going to build a staff that does it exactly the way he sees it. And the vision is set and they're all aligned. The coaches are all aligned in a way to possibly move forward. And that's honestly because of Justin Herbert, like you're going to build your team around Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, uh, you know, uh, Derwin James is obviously going to be there. Um, You know, you got some stalwarts in there. You just just need some pieces.
1: Uh, Chase, before we let you go, I just want to ask you one separate non-football question as a guy being named Chase, did that name immediately in your mind make you cooler to have the name Chase? Because I'm kind of fascinated with that and and how we can influence kids right out of the gate by how we name them.
4: I know, yeah. I mean, I was always running, my mom said, so I think that's probably why they, why they named me Chase. But uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I've always enjoyed my name. I've always really been the only person named chase in my like class or grade or anything like that. So it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. I I only, I still to this day only know a few more chases. So it's, it's a, it's not a, uh, not a common used name.
1: See, that's the point. I got. I know nine thousand Chris's, and I always felt one of the just part of the pack. Not cool at all. Chase, thanks, brother. Appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) Chase Daniel. He is a former NFL quarterback. Chasing it with Chase Daniel. How can you not be immediately cooler with the name Chase, right?
2: I mean, it's a. It's definitely cool. I like the point on being the only one that around. Like not having to deal with that in classes. Like you're well aware when someone says Chase, they're talking to you.
1: Yeah. Like, that would have immediately built up my self-esteem right away. (laughs) You know who Chase is. That's right. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Patrick Mahomes is in his sixth AFC championship game. We're going to tell you why this one could be the most important one of all. We'll explain in moments on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: Mahomes, end zone. He's got another.
3: I think he's going to eclipse Tom Brady
2: as Anthony. the GOAT. He never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Patrick
3: Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on planet Earth.
1: You heard Harry Douglas in there when it comes to eclipsing Tom Brady. We don't know that it's going to happen definitively, of course, but I will say it is the first time in my life that I ever would have thought that somebody would eclipse Tom Brady based on the win the other night against Buffalo and where they're headed now. Like, if they get another one this week on the road, Joe, this this run from Mahomes to this Super Bowl with this team in particular – Boy, that would be probably the most impressive run of all of his runs. Uh, t- listen, they have to, you still have to win championships. I know it's about that, but like, just getting there, man, that would go a long, long way for me.
2: Well, I mean, on one hand, it's so impressive because he doesn't have the weapons on offense that he's had in the past. So it's like, man, I can't believe Mahomes is doing that much with so little. But on the other hand, it's the best defense he's ever had. So, like, you know, as part of the team dropped off, another part of the team, a very important part of the team, got a lot better. What's really impressive here is the idea of going to Buffalo as an underdog, knocking off Josh Allen, going to Baltimore as an underdog, knocking off Lamar Jackson, going to the Super Bowl as a projected underdog against San Francisco, winning that, that's an incredible run. Now, if you end up against Detroit, you would be the favorite. That probably diminishes it a little bit just because the competition wouldn't be perceived as difficult. But of all his runs, the most important thing here is the variety. It's the versatility. Yeah. That's what you want to see. You want to see a resume of a guy who wasn't just a number one seed six different times and won the Super Bowl as a number one seed. You like the idea of doing it in a variety of ways. Doing it when the offense isn't as good. Doing it when you're on the road. Doing it when you're an underdog. Find a way to put that versatility out there. You know what it would remind me of? what Mm. Steph Curry did when the Warriors beat Boston. Because the Warriors kind of came on the scene, number one seed in the West. They took out LeBron in the Cavs. Then they won the 73 games, but lost in the finals to LeBron. Then they go get Durant, and it's like the next stage of the dynasty, right? They win two of the next three. So they're sitting there on this dynasty, but the Durant years, some people look at that and they say, well, you brought in Durant, so of course you should have won. And then everyone thinks the dynasty's done, And then as a dog, as a non-one seed, because they weren't the one seed that year, if memory serves me correctly, they go out into the playoffs, they find their way into the finals, they take on the Celtics, they knock them out, they win another title. That's the ultimate one in Steph's cap, because he showed before and after Durant they were capable of getting it done.
1: There was one one person in particular that I was a little bit surprised has already jumped this and is already putting Mahomes up top is our buddy dog Chris Russo on first take yesterday.
2: I understand that Brady's got seven titles, and I love Brady. I love his competitiveness. This guy's incredible. I mean, he never makes a mistake. He can play in cold weather. He's proved that. He had one bad half. In every playoff game we've ever seen, we've had one bad half. He was terrible against the Bengals two years ago in the second half when they lost. Other than that, he is so... He runs... How about the play he made last week when he's running out of bounds? He throws the ball out of bounds to save yards with his left hand. I mean, he is so great. You can't beat the guy.
1: It's very, very difficult to beat him. And when I look at this this particular win the other day, what it would mean this week, frankly, to beat the Ravens, who... I mean, think about this number, Joe. The Ravens this season have got 11 wins over teams with winning records, nine of which are by double-digit points. Really? Nine of which are by double-digit points.
2: It's one of the more dominant teams we've seen in quite some time. And
1: you don't even necessarily think of it that way because they've had a couple of duds along the way too, but like this puts it in that same discussion. Now, Brady's career playoff record, I believe I have this correct, is 35-11. and 11.
2: 46, is, playoff games. 46, forty-six playoff games. Forty-six playoff games. Forty-six. Jamarcus Russell didn't even play forty-six games. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Did he play forty-six snaps? <laughs> I think we have the over on that, but it's tight. We'll have to. He might have
1: thrown 40, forty-six interceptions. That might have happened. That's close. Forty-six sacks for sure. Yeah, but point being here, if I'm gonna really seriously consider this as a possibility. If he won the Super Bowl this year, that would be three by the age of 28. Brady won three by the age of 27, then got to a few more, but actually didn't win another Super Bowl for 10 years. Now, I don't think that Mahomes is going to play till age 44, right? I don't expect that. But I can't rule all of this out, at least in getting to five and six, and then you can truly have the discussion. Because if you're doing this already and you get your third this time around, there is still a lot of runway for this dude.
2: A lot of runway. A lot of runway. What happens when Andy Reid retires? I don't think he's going to be around for the whole run. What happens is Travis Kelsey gets older. Uh, it's not to take away from Mahomes, but the idea that we're comparing these two already, I already—I—I—I I, I love dog, but that's, that's ridiculous. Is it? Yeah, is well, it really that ridiculous? Here's the first part that's ridiculous. He claims that... Mahomes has only played one bad half of football in the postseason. That's false. He was awful in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Brady beat his ass in the Super Bowl. Beat his ass. 31-9 to was the final score of that game. When they went head-to-head, Brady nowhere near his prime. Patrick Mahomes right in it. Brady... Beat his ass. He completed 53% of his passes, Patrick Mahomes. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. He was awful in that game. So when you lay it out and, and Mad Dog starts by saying he's already better than Brady and he's only ever had one bad half of football in the playoffs, that is not true. He was on the biggest stage against Brady and he had a miserable football game.
1: The only thing I'll say is in defense of him a little bit, the quality of the defenses that each guy was facing was very different. Like the, the Bucks had a tremendous defense. Okay. And it's the, the Raven, Super Bowl. and the, the uh, Super
2: Bowl. There's gonna be good players. Yeah.
1: The Chiefs did not have that level of defense.
2: It's it's the Super Bowl, Carlin. It's 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 the Super Bowl. You ran up against a tough defense, you didn't play well. There's no excuse. You got beat. You got yeah. beat. I don't care I if they lot, weren't the same uh, caliber. What, what would it take it's for that to be the conversation Super
1: Bowl? Alright, all right. But, but having said that, what
2: would it take for that conversation to have to really begin to take shape for you? Get to five Super Bowls and then we'll start talking. Brady has seven. How many is he, was he in? How many was he in? Ten. Uh, he lost three of them, didn't he? He's in ten Super Bowls. That guy, if you cut his career in half, the first half of his career is a Hall of Fame career. The second half of his career is also a Hall of Fame career. Standing on its own. He's been to ten Super Bowls. He's won seven. Mahomes is an absolute beast. Why are we starting this conversation now? He's won two and lost one. Brady took out the greatest show on turf – To open his career. He was a dog in that game. He took out the Seahawks. He was a dog in that game. And then he was favorites in the others. Like he won with so many different players. He won in so many different ways. He also lost too. He wasn't the perfect 4-0 like Joe Montana. Mahomes' career to this date has been remarkable. We've already said his career is good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. But he's got two Super Bowls and and we've already got Dog on TV saying
1: he's better than Brady. but, But we all know that right now Mahomes is far and away... The best quarterback in the league, period, and there's not anybody on that level. Sure. I'm not arguing that. So that's why I think we could start to have that discussion when you are so far dominant above everybody else, and you've already done it a couple of times, and you might be on your way to doing it a third time before you're twenty before you're twenty-nine years old.
2: Is he already better than Peyton Manning? The fact that you're pausing is ridiculous. You're already gonna put him ahead of
1: Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won two. And Peyton Manning was terrible the second time he won
2: one. So Mahomes Terrible. Were already... he, he won, they won in spite of Peyton Manning against Carolina. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. But the fact is we're already putting Mahomes above Peyton Manning. Peyton if you're Manning, asking me who I'd rather have to go win a play, game... He was incredible, and we've already dismissed it.
1: If you're asking me who I'd rather have to go win a game today, I'll take Mahomes. I'm
2: not, and, be, and I would I'll rather have him today, too, because he's in the league and Manning's old and retired. So, yes, to win a game today, that's an obvious one. <laughs> you what know I'm what I mean. am asking is who's the better all-time. We're already going Mahomes in that one? Personally? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no one so, no one. so Mahomes is tuned right now, and he's already breathing down Brady's neck, you're saying?
1: I wouldn't say breathing down his neck. I would say in the conversation.
2: Well, I mean, isn't okay? Fine. Let's. I'm not going to get into I, the words. I like yet. to get into he's, semantics. He's in the conversation. It's he's in the conversation with a fraction of the production. A fraction. How quick? One year out of the the league. One year out of the league. We're already discounting Brady. Brady left New England, where a lot of people thought Belichick was the reason for all of this. Mm. Went to Tampa Bay and immediately won a Super Bowl whooping Patrick Mahomes' ass in the process. Okay. And he did it as an underdog in every single game. He had to go to New Orleans as a dog. He had to go to, what, Green Bay was the final one, but who was the divisional round? Can I, Does anyone remember? It was Tampa Bay had to play. The Saints, I want to say it was, was it the, the wild Rams? card.
1: Did they beat the Rams?
2: Yes, yeah, uh, they had the Rams in the one playoff, but I think that may have been... I don't know. Damn, yeah. we should know that. It's not too long ago. But he, he was a dog in all four games. And the first one was the Saints, who had beaten him twice that year. They went to New Orleans and beat him. The NFC Championship game, he had to go to Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers. And then he went as a dog against Patrick Mahomes and beat him too. So when we talk about how wonderful this run is for Patrick Mahomes right now, Brady just did this, except he already completed it. And he was a dog in the opening round on the road, whereas Mahomes was a favorite at home against two in the Dolphins. So this run itself... It's not even better than Brady's run in Tampa. Brady's run in Tampa vastly superior to this run.
1: Yeah they they won at Washington. That was that first one oh, because yeah. they were a they were a you know bad division All right. winner.
2: So they were a favorite in that game. That game I'm going to retract. That was a complete joke of a game and Washington actually gave them a little bit of business there in that game. If you remember the the Commanders did. did cover that spread. They did. That may have been the football team though. Was that the Washington football team at that I time? I believe it was, yes. Good times. Yes. Yes. Hey, they changed the commanders. They haven't been in the playoffs since. Gotta make a move there. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series
1: XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're not following us on social media, on Instagram, it's at Jay Fortenbaugh. It's at that guy Carlin. By all means, do it and subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, Carlin versus Joe, in case you miss any of the show. Jim Harbaugh is headed back to the NFL a few weeks ago my partner made the correlation of jim harbaugh's public statements to artificial intelligence (laughs) today we're going to (laughs) separate jim harbaugh from ai jim harbaugh good luck as we play a game of who said it next on espn radio
0: this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn
3: radio Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: Or the Dalai Lama? Relax. Kanye or Kyrie? That's another root of human struggle. Or Carlin or Joe? I've never been interested in facts. It's time again to ask, who said it?
1: Uh, It's one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things to do. I've been pumped up waiting for Jim Harbaugh to get a job so we could do this. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio on Sirius XM channel 80. So we were joking around a couple of weeks ago that Jim Harbaugh basically has an AI unit in his body that is running his responses (laughs) to questions. So it got me to thinking, what if I actually put it to chat GPT to give me some things that Jim Harbaugh would say, and what came out of artificial intelligence is remarkable. So, Joe, here's how the game is going to work.
2: Can I ask you one quick question? Yes. How did you get these responses from ChatGPT? You let you asked it a question and then got a response. Is that how it works? I literally typed
1: into ChatGPT.com. Okay. What are some things that Jim Harbaugh would say publicly? Okay. Okay. And this is what came out. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a quote and you will tell me if Jim Harbaugh said it or if AI said it. Copy that.
2: I think I can follow those
1: instructions. For instance, I'll give you a sample question at first. Victory is sweet, just like a big bowl of vanilla ice cream. No sprinkles, though. We keep it simple. That's Jim Harbaugh. That, my friend, Uh,
2: is AI, Jim Harbaugh. This is off to a horrific start. I thought that was This is going to be a very, very tough game. Harbaugh didn't say that. It feels like that's exact. I feel like I heard him say that once. That's why AI is going to rule the world. (laughs) Wow. I need to buy that property in Montana a lot faster than I thought I did. Yes, you do. All All right. right, Are you ready? Yeah, let's go.
1: Well, no, actually, I'm not ready, clearly. (laughs) Joe, first quote, it's like the human body. What a tremendous organism. It actually craves contact. If you backed a card into, into a brick wall, it would cause $2,000 of damage. It doesn't have the ability to heal, heal itself, but a human body does.
2: Oh, my God. They will g- not all
1: be that long.
2: I'm going to say that's Harbaugh. Correct. That is Jim Harbaugh. I, I had zero confidence with that. After the okay. first one, you got me rattled. All right, so Jim Harbaugh did say that. Yes. Jim wow. Harbaugh said it. <laughs> oh, okay. Number two. Joe,
1: playing a tough team is like going into a lion's den. Good thing we brought our
2: roars and our game plans. <laughs> That's chat GPT. That's AI Jim Harbaugh. Correct. All right.
1: <laughs> Why khakis? Well, they're the Swiss Army knife of pants. Versatile, dependable, and they match everything. Jim Harbaugh.
2: Uh, chat gpt that's chat gpt <laughs> yep. wow
1: i take a vitamin every day it's called steak <laughs> <laughs> that's jim harbaugh correct i don't take vacations i don't get sick i don't observe
2: major holidays i'm a jackhammer chat gpt Uh, that's jim harbaugh harbaugh doesn't observe holidays he's very i thought he was very religious Uh, apparently not apparently not then his brother just opened up his post-game press conference quoting the bible i know after the houston
1: game he didn't say anything about religion he said major holidays (laughs) major holidays
2: tend to coincide with religion last i checked
1: yeah i guess anyway Injuries are like that annoying relative who overstays their welcome during the holidays. We'll kick them out soon.
2: Man, I'm shook. I am so shook right now. I got no rhythm. Like, you know how you're doing something in your life where you got no rhythm, no flow, like a round of golf. It's just going south. Uh, Jim Harbaugh.
1: That is, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. I got that one wrong.
2: That's ChatGPT.
1: That was ChatGPT.
2: How am I doing here? Am I hitting 500?
1: Uh, Not quite yet. Evan, do we have an official count? No, no one's paying attention. Yeah, back nobody's there. paying attention. All right. uh, <laughs> uh, before they had crunchy peanut butter, I would put peanuts in the creamy peanut butter.
2: It sounds like something he would do, Harbaugh. Correct. Yeah, that, 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 that is Jim like Harbaugh. He would do not enough
1: protein. No, absolutely not. I'm a Tupac man myself, and my all-time favorite song, Gordon Lightfoot's "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald." <laughs>
2: I, I don't even understand that. I, uh, you know what? AI? Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim
1: Harbaugh said it. I consulted a good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, and I've been doing a lot of the stuff he recommended on his podcast. Wow. AI. AI. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> My bad right there. Finally, Joe. i close enough. <laughs> Our team spirit is so strong, it could power a rocket to the moon. Maybe we'll try that in the offseason.
2: AI. Correct. Nice. That is
1: AI Jim Harbaugh.
2: <laughs> that was good. That was really good. We have
1: more if you want to play more later.
2: Yeah, I would like to. Maybe yeah. th- <laughs> it is, but it, I mean, tell me that some
1: of those are not just amazingly sharp when it comes to AI.
2: I'm, I, I think all but one was a total shot in the dark for me. I was literally guessing. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back through them. It yeah. feels like I, I only going back in quick reassessment. It feels like I was confident, or at least had a semblance of confidence on just one. Everything else was a shot in the dark. Wow. The fact that I got any of those right, seriously, it's just a coin flip.
1: Ah, that's why we do it. Well, from one uh, question-asking segment to another, we do it every week at this time. It is time for the Hembo Hammer. You
3: must be here for the uh, trivia challenge.
0: Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question?
3: Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer Hammer
0: time. This is the Hembo Hammer.
4: Your question is this. Who is the only quarterback in the history of the
1: Chargers to start multiple conference championship games? Good luck. So, first of all, no exchanging pleasantries there at all. Not even an acknowledgment of what's up, boys.
2: Not, he did that last week, too. He, no, I know, but like it wasn't he's even. Done. A, he, yeah, it's just. I called oh, him out on, on how out of breath he sounded the last time he did that. And he's clearly cutting it out because he's, he knows he's under heavy scrutiny with these questions. Okay. All right, so I, there's already a huge chunk of quarterback we can eliminate from this, like right off the top. Right, right. Uh, I mean, can I? Well, uh, we get to hear the question again on the other side, right? Yes. Okay. All right, yes. I got an idea.
1: I don't think it's Stan Humphreys. I don't think. <laughs> Is it John Freeze? <laughs> Stan Lease? Humphreys went to one, at least we know. Carlin versus yeah. Joe, ESPN Radio. We get the answer to the Hembo Hammer, plus the answer to Giannis and what his role was in the entire drama around the head coaching situation in Milwaukee. It's all on the way next on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Friends, the new year is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. And there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit.
2: Must be here for the
0: uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question?
2: Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's
1: hammer
0: time. time. This is the Himbo Hammer.
1: Okay, so here was this week's question. Your question is this. Who is the only quarterback in the history of the Chargers to start multiple conference championship games? Good luck.
2: Good question. Good, strong question.
1: Okay, so there's three options here, if we want to talk it through for a second.
2: I'm going to start with this. I've already got my answer locked in. You go ahead and go with whatever you like. The the deck is cleared for the big man. All right, well,
1: it's either Philip Rivers, uh, Stan Humphreys, or Dan Fouts.
2: I can help you by eliminating Philip Rivers. He only appeared in one.
1: Stan Humphreys, I'm pretty sure, only appeared in one.
2: I don't know the answer to that.
1: I know that Fouts obviously played in the one in... I'm going to go Fouts myself, but Fouts played in the one in Cincinnati where it was minus 59. Minus Uh, 59? It was minus 59 wind chill factor. It was the week after they played in a legendary game in Miami and and Kellen Winslow had to be carried off the field. I remember that. I don't remember minus 59. So they went from being dehydrated because it was so hot in Miami to playing in Cincinnati... Where the wind chill factor was minus
2: 59. I didn't know Cincinnati could get that cold.
1: Yeah, well, I right. found out the hard way. So what do you got? You got
2: Fouts? Yeah, I think it's Fouts. What do you think? I got Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Go yeah. ahead and uh, let's get the answer. The correct answer is Dan Fouts. Uh, Dan Fouts lost the AFC title game in 1980 and 1981. Once again, Hembo didn't specify... If the quarterback was playing for the Chargers when he went to the conference championship game. And my answer is correct because a Chargers quarterback who appeared in multiple conference championship games would be Drew Brees. He went to two. I
1: should have known that you were going to try to pull some chicanery there.
2: Not pulling anything. Listen to to his question. He needs to phrase the question better. If you play the game Immaculate Gridiron. And they ask, for a New Orleans Saints player that's won the MVP award, you can put Adrian Peterson in there because Adrian Peterson played for the Saints but won an MVP with the Vikings. That's what Hembo should be aware of. He knows that game just like I do. He plays the baseball version of it. He's got to clean up the questions. Listen to the question. Your question is this. Who is the only quarterback in the history of the Chargers to start multiple conference championship games? Good luck. Drew Brees is a quarterback in the history of the Chargers who has started multiple conference championship games. It never said he had the stardom for the Chargers. That's on Hembo. Listen. You know I got your back, especially when it comes to him.
1: I don't need your 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 support. Wow. I don't need any support. Now we're just support. getting
2: defensive all over the place. Because, because he, you know he that needs you to are know better. Here. He needs to know. He needs to know better. Button wow. it up. That is Evan, a simple let, let's question. Go so, let's go to some if phrased properly.
1: Let's go to some people and get a
2: feel if you're out of line with this case. I don't care what anyone's opinion is. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Evan. Nonsense. This is nonsense from Joe. This yeah. is nonsense from Joe. I, I usually will support you and your nonsense. I can't support this nonsense. Okay. I always support hold your on, nonsense. carlin. Hold on. You brought him in. What's your reason? It's an obvious it's obviously a question about a quarterback who in the history of the Chargers went to conference championship games with the Chargers. If it's so obvious, that's obvious. If it's so obvious, why not phrase it that way? It wasn't obvious to me. I found the Charger quarterback who's been the multiple conference championship games. Now I'm being penalized for it. If it's so obvious, why not phrase it so that there's no ambiguity? We've and, and the fact that we've had this issue with him before where we've laid out that he's ambiguous with his questions, he should know better. Why am I getting penalized? Because so it's obvious to, say, to you?
1: You wanted him to say the only Chargers quarterback to take them to two AFC championships.
2: The question is this. Name the only Chargers quarterback to take the Chargers to multiple conference championship games. What is so hard about getting that question right so there's no ambiguity? Alex Trebek would never be this sloppy. Trebek never would have been this sloppy. Well, that's true.
1: I mean, Hembo is not Trebek. We know this.
2: We know this, but you can still aspire to
1: be better. Uh, Absolutely true. And maybe he will after this, knowing that people like you are going to nitpick every single aspect of it. You would have been one of the people that thought that Cliff Clavin was right when he said, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen on Jeopardy?
2: That question never would have been asked on Jeopardy. (laughs) Real Jeopardy would have never asked that question. Clearly a fictitious sitcom that had a very funny bit at the end, but that never would have been asked on Jeopardy. Uh, I don't even need to indulge that.
1: I want to get Handman's take, knowing full well that he is just concerned about you know UFC tickets, Handman. Uh, your take on this? Situation.
2: Handman, you can disagree. I don't mind. <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I just think
4: Joe's uh, really good at what he does. He knows how to to make good arguments, and he's yeah. he's doing a good job. I'm yeah. um, I'm just still on the
3: side of of Evan and Carlin here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd I- expect all the simple minds to line up on the simple side. That's that's what <laughs> we all the- see coming here. <laughs> I keep the score, and the score says. Carlin's tied with Hembo, and you're not. You score whatever you want, score whatever you like. I don't care about the score. The question was asked in an ambiguous way. I took advantage of it, and I answered it in a way that could be deemed correct. Okay. If Dustin. no one likes so it, so what that's you did fine. is you, you did this
1: to prove a point. You did it to prove a point.
2: Yeah. Is that maybe. fair? Sign the wrong scorecard. See yeah, What happens?
4: Good, there you go. That's a good point, though. You, uh, Carlin brought up the UFC. How many times do we see different judges have different scorecards? Joe's like Sal D'Amato. Like he's usually the the dissenting judge.
1: All right. Listen. It's not if
2: bad you want, by you. If That's you feel actually like that- pretty good work right there to come up with that in such a short amount of time. Nicely done. I don't know how many people got that, but that was pretty well done, man. Yeah,
1: what that was, was widely known and accepted as a perfectly wonderful analogy.
2: I don't know if anyone got that analogy, but it was, (laughs) I appreciate the fact that he was quick on his feet there. I'll always appreciate someone who's quick on their feet.
1: It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, you can catch everything that you need to know. For the playoffs this weekend, with playoff preview with the pros, it's myself. It is more especially Chris Canty and Harry Douglas all weekend long on ESPN Radio to get you ready for Championship Sunday. Uh, I really, I I can't with Giannis. I can't with Giannis, and this is why I can't with Giannis when he was asked his reaction to Adrian Griffin being fired.
2: You know, obviously it's tough. You know, you build a relationship with people. And all of a sudden, boom! They're, you know, they're not here. For a coach like uh, Griff, I think from day one was everything was about togetherness. Was always leading this group into the direction that we set in the beginning of the year. And him not being here at the end of the day, you know, like we're human, it's it hurts everybody. But I gotta keep moving forward. We have a goal in our, our head, which is to be the best basketball team that we can be. Obviously, there's a lot of high expectations from. The ownership group, from the front office, from us, ourselves, to be great, and this is this is the business of the NBA.
1: He also said that he was surprised when it happened. Surprised.
2: Surprised happened. that the firing took place. The star, Surprise. the face of the franchise, caught off guard.
1: Yes. Do Completely you believe that? Caught off guard, please. Do you believe that? Not for a second. I mean, you you cannot be Giannis and say that. And we're all hurt by this. Meanwhile, we go out before the game
2: and we are dancing a jig on the man's grave, basically. Did you see that video? That I found quite interesting. It reminded me of all the celebrating for the Raiders lighting up the cigars after McDaniels had been fired. Yeah. It's
1: distasteful is what it is.
2: It's, it's really making it clear. Like, it's, you're, you know what? That's actually a pretty good way to phrase that, I think. Because you know what? You can keep that to yourself that you're glad he's gone. Like, you yes. can go about it in a professional way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was surprised. I was caught off guard. uh, Blindsided would be the word that I would use. No one ran it by me. (laughs) No idea. Just the face of the organization. No, they
2: didn't run it past me. Come on. Imagine if that was true. Imagine if they make those decisions without consulting him.
1: (laughs) Then he actually would be caught off guard. (laughs) He would be telling the truth. He's not.
0: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.